before it starts recording. <laughs> Hang on a second. Let me. Sorry, All right, we're, we're going. We're going? Yeah. Uh, do, do you just want me to. You can't do that to me, dude. Are you gonna are you gonna edit it? I can edit. Do you just want the words where it says "hard ticket to Hawaii"? No, I just want this awesome theme song. The whole thing? I don't know. Maybe just to the chorus. Uh, okay, here it is. Wait, hold on. I dropped my phone. Damn it. Well, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. All right. If that doesn't tell you how good this movie was, <laughs> that one banger right there, I don't know what would. Uh, it was so who, who? What's the? What's the? Who's got the the music information on that? Who wrote the? Do we know that? Oh, give me one second. I got it. I got it. You I got do? It. Okay. I had it saved. I gotta just go to the go there. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's like after that whole intro music, and I was like, it's stuck in my head the whole freaking movie, the whole Kevin movie. Kevin, and Queen I was not disappointed. What a freaking Ooh. Kevin Klinger, as I say his name. Heck yes, he is the master behind this crown jewel of music to this spe- spectacular movie that we watched on Friday night called The Hard Ticket to Hawaii. And what's the guy's name? Uh, a- a- Andy Sedaris, is that the guy's name? The- yeah. Yes, Andy Sedaris, wrote and directed by... So you know, um, Arlene's. You you know it was good when they write and direct their own movies, and it stars uh, Ron Moss as Rowdy Abilene. Then you have Donna Spear and Hope Marie Carlton, and they play <laughs> Donna Hamilton and Taryn Kendall, and they are federal agents in Hawaii. Well, uh, Karen's not a federal agent. She hasn't yes. passed the test yet. Uh, okay. Well, they're federal. She's a federal. Well, Donna Hamilton is a federal agent. And they uh, come across a, an evil drug dealer. And um, some cops get killed. They fall into a trap and they get killed by this drug dealer's henchman. And there is a snake that runs loose on the island. And kills people because the, the snake has been infected with toxins from cancer-infested rats. This movie wasn't just an action movie. It was a horror movie. <laughs> I don't know what cancer-infested rats has to do with infecting a, a snake and making it giant and evil and a, just a killing machine. They never figured out the snake. Oh, wait, yeah, they did. Never mind. They did. I forgot. We'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. I but, feel like uh, like the writer... Yeah, I feel like the writer just put like a lot of bad things together and just like put it in one. Like, oh, cancer's bad. Uh, snakes are bad. Rats can be bad. <laughs> it's like, let's just put it all together. <laughs> um, But don't... <laughs> so Donna, Donna and Taryn, they come across these... What, what was it? It was like a fight, and they were really upset about it. Oh, the guys, the, the henchmen were coming after him because they got the diamonds from the drug dealer. I, this guy was a drug dealer, and I never saw him deal drugs. He only had diamonds, which didn't make sense to me. But they had the diamonds. So after, after they came across this fight, it was so tough. They decided to wind down, topless, of course, in the hot tub and discuss what had happened. Yeah, and they so were only in the hot tub. They're only in the hot tub for like a minute. Then they open up the diamonds. Like, all right, we gotta go. 
Yeah, it's like opening diamonds <laughs> in a hot tub. It's like, why would you do that? Like, you could easily, like, accidentally drop them. Like, that's something I would do. Just drop them. <laughs> diamonds. Like, there's no way I would, like, have something, like, so valuable in, like, water. Not even just diamonds. Evidence. And they're federal. Yes. Agents. No, she's a federal. Let, let me read this. Because this, this movie came out. So, hard ticket to Hawaii. That's what we're talking about. It was released in March. Of, that's right. So the release date was just last week, March of 87. So 1987. So the premise of the movie is, and I go to IMDb for this, uh, in Hawaii, an over, undercover DEA agent, which is Donna Hamilton, and her civilian friend, which is Taryn, stumble upon a drug trafficking operation and have to enlist the help of all of their colleagues slash friends to go after the vicious drug kingpin. So that's where they get Randy, a rowdy Abilene from. So, and Hope Diamond and Wolf Lars or JJ Jackson. Ron Moss is rowdy Abilene. Yeah, they get Jade to help. And uh, Edie is, of course, is helping. And so is JJ Jackson. No, JJ Jackson is not that guy. Who's that guy? The muscle guy. Oh, muscles and the, <laughs> and the the evil the evil drug dealer. His name is Seth because you don't want to upset Seth and you don't want to go back empty-handed to Seth. That's what we're told in the movie. But yeah, they did upset I, I, Seth and they went empty-handed. I, 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 <laughs> but they I did go think, after. Uh, go yeah, I don't. I just like I just keep on thinking. Like I don't think the 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 muscle guy, the karate guy. I don't yes. think he ever had a shirt on the whole movie. <laughs> he had a shirt. I think, on one point I, I think you saw his tits more than you saw any other tits. <laughs> <laughs> and and don't forget, you had the two that went after the girls looking for the diamonds. They wore pantyhose over their heads and like food service gloves. Yeah. Like the lunch lady would wear. Oh yeah, that's right. That's plastic right. food. They had plastic food service gloves on and pantyhose over their head, and they attacked the girls because they were looking for the diamonds. You think they'd have enough? Like, they think they'd be able to scrounge up enough like money for like leather gloves or something, <laughs> but something more professional. And not use like those cheap plastic vinyl. You, you know what they did? It was probably the set, the uh, set director was going through the catering, saw that the caterers had gloves on. You know, are <laughs> those? Let's 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 go through the dialogue. There's random. I wrote down some random dialogue because this is Oscar-winning screenplay performance. First, you have Rowdy Abilene. This girl tries to get him into the ocean. They were swimming on the back of the boat. And she's like, you should get in. The water's fine, but not Rowdy Aberlain because he says, I've got better things to do with my body temperature. <laughs> that's like the opening yeah. scene, too. <laughs> yes, that's the opening scene. <laughs> like two minutes later, she's topless. Yeah. <laughs> then you have um, the guy in the, the, guy in the, the restaurant who happened to be the writer and director, right? Did we figure that out? That was yeah. Dearest. Yes, yeah. This girl sit, tells him, you practically raped me last night. And he says, that was last night, Charlotte. This is today. <laughs> like, if that was in a movie, yeah, if that was in a movie, like, <laughs> nowadays, you get canceled so quick. There's of no course, way that would pass. You can't forget, life's a bitch, and then you die. And then my favorite line was... One man's dream is another man's lunch. You son of a bitch. <laughs> I don't remember that. Uh, I don't yeah, that one. That's when they were having, they could hear him having sex in the other room. Oh. Oh, gosh. And, and the yeah, thing and is, it was the most, oh my God, that sex scene. Dude, his, his freaking, like, eccentric, like, uh, yeah, moaning. There, I forget what it sounded like, but it was like a wale. <laughs> I would think. And she wasn't even think. doing anything. She was just she wasn't sitting. doing anything to him. Yeah, yeah. It just looked like her head was like up towards his chest, and like her. I guess it almost looked like a handy, but 
you, I mean, really? Like, I wouldn't be like, oh, with a handy. <laughs> you think he's getting stabbed or getting anal probed or something without any lube? Yeah, that's what it sounded yes, like. Yeah, exactly. That's that's gonna be so, my new ringtone or something. But hard ticket, the song for hard ticket to boy. No, I mean no, it no, was. No, no, oh, the, the, his, the guy uh, having voting. <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk about the uh, the goofballs that were the villains, like the 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 fat uh, guy, and then like his skateboarding? Uh, the skateboarding guy. There was not uh, enough skateboarding. Yes. That guy. Yes, that's the ones that said, "I don't want to go back to Seth empty-handed." And that, that you know, the dopey fat guy goes, "Yeah." Can we talk about how their voices never matched, like the, <laughs> the voiceover? <laughs> Oh yeah, they couldn't like seek it up very well. And then yeah. the skateboard guy got blown away by a bazooka. Yes, a oh, bazooka. Yeah, and it did nothing. There was nothing left yeah. of that guy. And then all we see is his his skateboard rolling down the road by itself. Yeah. The special effects, they they probably made that movie. It was it was extremely, extremely cheap. <laughs> But, <laughs> but it was like the good cheap. Like it wasn't like it wasn't. I, it's hard to, I, I didn't yeah. hate the movie. Like I didn't like that was a waste of time. No, it, was, it yeah. wasn't like holiday special waste of time. It was yeah. actually an entertaining movie. That ninety minutes went by really, really fast. No, the movie was enjoyable. Like they didn't take themselves seriously. Which is which I liked. Like they they knew this was a silly movie, so let's have some fun. And is it is a typical eighties action, you know, nudie girl film. Every every line had the potential to be that one liner to you know just make that movie. And then you had the other hinge who was his name was Shades. And shades, yes. shades and his shades and his sidekick, they killed a couple of Molokai cops at the beginning of the movie. So they were, you know, they were on the the, the the federal agents shit list basically, because they had murdered those cops. So um, in the most fantastic but, way possible, fantastic way possible, with the, the slug shotgun like through the chest. Yeah. While they're strung up. Yeah. Yeah. They fed them through a grinder, them and their boat, and fed them yes. to the shark. <laughs> oh, no, that's. Well, I wrote the line down. Hold on. It, it's something like that. I, I wrote was. <laughs> uh, run those guys in their boat through the shredder, feed them to the fish. And that was Shades. <laughs> Shades wore some mirrored Ray Ban sunglasses. And he had always had a radio headset on, you know, and and a machine oh, gun. Yeah. yeah, he always carried a machine gun. He he always had to look away, like at an angle, so you couldn't see the cameraman. <laughs> <laughs> he looked up a lot. <laughs> so, um, so shades it's like he was he's... saying, "What's up, bro?" Every time, like, "What's up, bro?" With his <laughs> so. Of course, the most classic scene. This is actually it is a it is a cult film. It really is. It's got a it's got a following. Believe it or not, and one of the most famous scenes is of course the the frisbee scene, right? Frisbee, yes. Rower. So, yes. So so let's break this down. So Rowdy Abilene surfs in to the to that part of the beach where they're at, and um, he's undercover, you know, and he he comes off as as just a thrower. I guess you're a thrower if you throw, and he comes against this girl named uh, Colleen. This and uh, he's like, "Can I run with you?" And then she's like, "You know." So they run down the beach together, and they come up. <sighs> Colleen knows Shades apparently, and he's like, "Hey, Colleen, who's that turkey with you?" That's what exactly <laughs> with the line. He's like, "And what does he say?" Please, somebody quote Colleen. What does Colleen say? Oh, he's just a thrower. <laughs> Just a thrower. Oh, you think you can throw, huh? So let's see what you got. So Rowdy Abilene. Do you throw? (laughs) Yeah, they start throwing the Frisbee back and forth. Like, this is like. (laughs) 
Like they're like, oh, see yeah, if you he, can catch yeah. this one. And they're throwing it like super hard at each other. Like two Not feet apart it, but, from each other. Yeah. And then like the guy like shades. He like throws it between his legs. Like he he hands it off between his legs and then throws it back like he's super cool about it. Like like man, I bet you can't do this. It's like dribbling a basketball between your yeah. legs. It's like it's nothing special, but he makes it seem like it. But first, don't let's not forget he does put down his 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 uh, machine gun so he can throw it in his radio. He puts it down oh, on the yeah. ground so he. But so uh, then poor old Rowdy Aberlein, he's like, he, he tells Colleen she needs to leave and he's got a gun. He's like, get out of here. But it's freaking, it was a freaking Luther from or Luger from World War II. <laughs> but it was probably like a twenty-two, she, wasn't it? Something like yeah. something really tiny. But as she's uh, running away, he stops her and says, "Hey, Colleen, you got a great ass." And Colleen <laughs> turns around and says, "So do you, Pilgrim." <laughs> so then. Because he's nothing turns me on better than someone called (laughs) He's got a whole bag of frisbees, right? He pulls out this frisbee and it's got like razor blades on it. Like, like he designed this 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 frisbee with the intent of throwing it one day. And I think he got he was like so excited that he finally got to throw the razor blade laden frisbee at Shades. James Bond. He says. This is for the Molokai cop. And he zings the frisbee at, at, at poor Shades. And poor Shades gets his fingers cut off. And the thing goes right into his neck and kills him. So we lose that guy. He was my favorite bad guy. Shades was my favorite bad Real guy. Hero. Flowing blonde hair. You know, you just, you just can't beat it. So, um, you know, then then he gets to use his rocket launcher a lot. Um <laughs> He loves his rocket launcher. Well, he his bazooka. Can't hit anything with a gun, but the rocket launcher he can. Yes. And uh, yeah, he says like he, he's best at hitting moving targets with the rocket launcher, or something like that. When you obviously see when he's trying to hit something with a pistol, and hits like everything around the guy. But as soon as he rips out the rocket launcher, it's like a one hit, like pop. But he blew the guy up with the rocket launcher. Then they blow up a helicopter with the rocket launcher. Don't forget about the snake. That's the thing. So he blows up a whole person. He blows up a helicopter. Then when he uses the rocket launcher on the snake, all it does is shoot his head off. It's the highest little explosion like you put in an M80 in its head. And don't forget, during that very same gunfight, we learned a valuable lesson, everybody. We learned a valuable lesson about gunfights, is that a wicker couch will stop bullets. Oh, yeah. That was unbelievable. And they're, like, hiding <laughs> behind, like, uh, like just tiny, like, palm trees, too. And somehow it was, it was hitting the palm tree completely, and it was not, like, grazing them or anything. It's like the, like, that's it's not- like a like a Bugs Bunny cartoon, you know, it's, when they hide behind the small yeah, trees. Yeah, it's better than nothing, but... But, um... Can we talk about the snake some more? I, like... The snake is absolutely, <laughs> like... I wish they could have done, like, used a real snake, but, I mean, I guess they needed to ma- manipulate it and, like, move it around. And, like, it was like you can't really do that. Well, the stick at the end... It was fast, too. Go ahead with the what? Oh, I, I was just saying it was it was really massive. Like it was a big snake. Was what kind of snake was it? Like a constrictor, a boa, yeah, it was or something? To be a boa constrictor. It was supposed to be taken to. It was supposed to be delivered to some lab, and the yeah. guys at the warehouse where it was delivered to knocked off the dangerous uh, the dangerous animal sign, yeah. and it got delivered to. It was supposed to get. It was getting delivered to the zoo. So, two snakes. One was a bow constrictor. The other one was this, you know, atrocious hey. middle finger to God. Well, that's because it was uh, infected by you know cancer-ridden rats. That's the only reason. Because the snake yeah, wouldn't like, maybe 
did the snake eat the rats or did the rats bite the snake? How did it become cancer ridden, you know, or, or infected? I mean, all of the above, all of the above. They were biting yeah. as it, it, it. <laughs> I mean, it's like the bodies, I guess the dead bodies that, uh, you don't really get to see much of it, but it was kind of like, uh, almost like the bodies that the snake killed, or like the people that the snake killed, they were just, those bodies were like, really like messed up and fucked up. Looks like they were yeah. trying to chew so on I, it. Looked like, yeah, it looked like they like melted by acid. Oh, those, you mean the couple that was out for the... Yeah. Oh, the yeah. random couple that they flew there instead of just driving over the hill. I swear. Uh, can we talk yeah. about how this movie was probably, you know, funded by the Hawaii, like, tourism board? Yeah, we saw a lot of Jurassic Park. Do you think Steven Spielberg stole some shots from Hard Ticket to Hawaii and I put think. it in his Jurassic Park movies? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> The waterfall they went in was <laughs> down. You could just hear the music when they, were fl- when they were flying in the plane with the mannequin in the back seat. You could just hear, da 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 da. You know? I mean, you really could. Oh, yeah, the mannequin. Because <laughs> these federal agents could do everything. I mean,. They were sexy. They wore sexy clothes all the time. Their ass cheeks were hanging out of every outfit they had on. They and their boobs a... were... They never had bras on, yeah. But they could fly planes, yeah. and they had... They could They could use weaponry. I mean, it was pretty... I'm pretty impressed, you know. The mm-hmm. Ninja Stars and, and Nunchucks or something. That There's fucking Chuck Nunchucks at somebody's head. I forgot the rank. <laughs> yeah, that's right. She had. She carried Nunchucks all over, over where she went, didn't she? Yeah, and sh- and throwing stars, and she pulls out a freaking gun like um, Joe Piscopo does in Johnny Ain't Dangerously, and that's what it reminded me of. Oh, it's yeah. like eighty-eight Magnum. It shoots through schools. She pulled out that great bit. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh that's yeah. At she- the end, yeah. <laughs> She's got a freaking. 500 magnum in her ball. <laughs> Can we talk about her they... shot with the uh, little Derringer from at like 200 yards? Ooh, she nailed the guy, guy in the face. face. This, that looked like a gun like, like John Wilkes Booth used on Abraham Lincoln. Okay, for those of you who don't know what a Derringer is, it's a gun <laughs> that you hide in your like pocket for someone that's a foot in front of you. It's like it's like a two foot, shot gun, right? Yeah, and at like three feet, you're like not going to hit a target. <laughs> Can we talk about how we found out this is an actual series? This yes. is an actual series. I guess it was Malibu Express is the first one. I had heard of Malibu Express, yeah. but I had never knew it was tied in. We might have to go back and watch that one, but. There is a whole series of these movies um, that we are going to have to um, we're going to have to check more out because I couldn't get enough of this movie to begin with anyway. Um, I think, and then like all the all the movies that Andy Sedaris made, like from Malibu Express, and then I think the next one was Hard Ticket to Hawaii. But yes, all, and then it was he made like yeah, but he made like five other ones past that, five or six ones, and they're all related. They all had like the same characters, and they all have like, which is genius. I mean, yeah, the last one I forget what it's called. Picasso Trigger is the is the sequel to Mal- to yes. this one. Then you have Savage Beach. Yes, yeah, some fantastic names. I like. There's Enemy some genius names. Old. Fit to kill. Is this really? This, this has got to be one, right? In the follow-up uh, to Hard Hunted, is this? Please, please, please. please. Yes, it is. Holy sh- dude, we've got to get. We've got to watch these movies. <laughs> I mean, there's so much. Hard Hunted. Yeah, it's it's so. Let's see here. Malibu Express was the first one. Then Picasso Trigger. 
Savage Beach, Guns, Do or Die, Hard Hunted, Fit to Kill, Enemy Gold, The Dallas Connection, Day of the Warrior, Lethal Ladies, Return to Savage Beach. Lethal is an acronym, obviously, because I don't know what it stands for. Legion. (laughs) Oh, my God. This guy's going to love this. So, Lethal... (laughs) I don't even know what it means. It's it it out. Legion. Hold on. Here we go. Legion to ensure total <laughs> harmony and law. <laughs> Lethal ladies return to Savage Beach. So, oh, wow. I did not know Miami Connection was one of them. I've seen Miami Connection on, is this an Andy Sedaris movie too? Please, 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 please tell me that it is. Um, didn't say. No, it is not. These- so that's Miami Connection is not connected. So, but there's good seven or eight movies we've got to, we need to do a double feature at one point and just talk about a couple of these movies. Because they all have all have these has it has all these people in it. Picasso Trigger has Donna Spear. Oh, and uh, has Taryn. You know they're back. Jade is back, but we don't have Randy Abilene, Rowdy Abilene in this one. We it's have probably his brother coming back. Yes, Travis Abilene is in this movie. So it. I was reading up on this, and it's pretty amazing. It was uh, the movie itself, Hard Ticket to Hawaii. I was looking it up on. Um, it does have a huge cult following, due to its over-the-top violent violence, cheesy dialogue, unintentional humor, humor, and overall absurdity. In 2014, Paste Magazine named the film the best B movie of all time. That's it. So. No. Yes. What is the best? It's just this. It's up there. And, you know, I think about this because I thought about this like, okay, so here in Indiana and Kokomo where we live, they made a really, really bad cheesy movie in the 80s as well called Terror Squad. Except we got Chuck Connors. So, I mean, we got the Rifleman. So, but. Yeah, Pat. Come on now. As he wasn't Pat. That was George C. Scott. You're right. I'm dumb. Don't listen to me. (laughs) (laughs) I wish we'd have had George C. Scott. That would have been freaking awesome. <laughs> but um, I remember when the movie was made, and I would go, like, they shot it in downtown Kokomo a lot, and I would go down there as a teenager and watch them film. And I, you could just you you could tell. Me, no, I wasn't an extra. In fact, I got in trouble because I missed church, Wednesday night church, because I was watching them film, the, and I got home late. So I wasn't allowed to go down there for a couple of weeks. So I missed quite a bit. But... Um, while they were making this, you could just tell it was going to be cheesy when they were filming it. And I remember seeing a couple scenes being filmed. And all I'm thinking is, somebody put a lot of money into this. I mean, there's hotels for a couple weeks, a couple months. I mean, they were in town for like two months making the movie. So you had to pay hotel, food, transportation. Then you got the special effects. You got the camera rental. You've got all this stuff. You know, that takes a lot of money. So, and as I, I'm trying to make a documentary myself, um, and I don't have the money right now, I'm kind of stuck, so I can't make, I'm, I'm kind of stuck at my, my creation until I can raise more funds. But that takes a lot of money to make a movie, and somebody spent a lot of money, especially going to Hawaii, renting helicopters and airplanes, and having military-style weaponry. <laughs> I mean, I guess it could have went down to the to the store they had those stores back then you know the heart the surplus stores yeah don't forget you know putting a nuclear power plant right outside of kokomo there was a, yes blackwater a nuclear result so we're gonna um, watch that at some point and review it yes well we do we have a plan behind that we want to talk to a co-star or a person who co-starred in it because he's actually he's from Indianapolis, and he's uh he's pretty semi he's kind of I wouldn't say he's famous. I mean, he's been in a lot of movies and a lot of TV shows. So, 
Um, he's one of those people that you know he's in everything until you re- you don't know him until you realize who he is. It's like crap, he's in everything. This is but this is what I've gotten out of this movie. Oh, that's right. But you can't forget the line where they says that doesn't mean you can't be buff. And then they high five afterwards. Wait, uh, that happened. That did happen. <laughs> and uh, then they wanted to know where the snake came from, and the girl says. Would you believe the bathroom? And he, what was the, his line? It was reality, I believe, wasn't it, that said that? He said, you actually felt safe to pee or something like that? It was really bizarre. I think it might have been one of those lines that was so stupid I forgot about it. Crap, I gotta, we got to rewatch the movie now. Oh, so you just, oh, yeah, where did the snake come from? Would you believe the bath? Would you believe the toilet? That's what she says. Would you believe the toilet? He says, so you decided it was safe to take a pee? What does that even mean? And the snake didn't just come out of the toilet. It exploded the toilet as it came out. Like the toilet was (laughs) eviscerated. (laughs) This has to be, so far, this is one of my favorite. It's up there with the room as far as horrible movies. I, I, I will watch over and over again. It is that good. I mean, I love me some Tommy Wiseau, but this is this has got action and um and boobs and boobs. And then they go after Mr. Cheng. So Mr. Cheng, well, he was the drug kingpin, right? And he's like, it's over in a pig's ass. When, when Rowdy Abilene went to go kill him, and he killed him in his office. Why was he named Mr. Chang when he was like Russian? He was and... like British or Russian or something, right? Yeah, he was like British uh. and Russian, but he was Mr. Chang. And then his henchman was uh, Muscles McGee. Jeez, <laughs> he d- he flexed he his muscles and punched wood. his punched his, fi- his his his. He punched his fists into his other hand. Mikey, what'd you say? His uh, his. The director told him to do just sit oh, in back, just stand in the back and look tough. <laughs> yeah, that's that's all he did. And then when it take when it came time to like actual fight and maybe protect his boss, he got fucking whooped. <laughs> like he didn't do shit. Well, when they got to Hawaii, Rowdy Abilene and those people to help Donna and Taryn, they were there. Because they were there, they're going to take names and kick ass. And that is exactly what they did in this film. So if you have not seen Hard Ticket to Hawaii, I highly recommend it. It's, it's a bucket list movie. I mean, it's up there with, I mean, if you're going to watch Star Wars and all those and The Godfather, now you put those down. This is, this is, I mean, I mean, Schwarzenegger had his 80s explosion movies, so did Sylvester Stallone. But you know what? Mr. Andy Sedaris does not get enough love for giving us Hard Ticket to Hawaii. Because this movie has everything. It's got martial arts. It's got sex and boobies. It's got gunfights. It's got explosions. And it's got a killer snake. I mean, that's like three movies wrapped. That's like snakes on a plane mixed with commando, mixed with... Sex and boobies. I mean, it's got yeah. everything. Can we talk about how this Sex. movie also reminds me of The Room? How it's like, hey, they were making a porn, but they got caught, so they just decided to make a movie out of it. <laughs> That's exa- Not that I've ever watched a porn movie before in my whole life, ever. But it seemed like a porn movie with all the good stuff cut out. That's, That's in, the, a- That's in the, the special director's cut. Well, that's the director's cut. Yeah. <laughs> you did forget the list that they ha- it has also has a great soundtrack. I know we talked about it a little bit at the start of this this podcast, but that song is absolutely unbelievable. Classic eighties song. The entire the entire soundtrack was classic eighties. Yeah, like I mean, more more movies need to have that kind of like music in it. Like, uh, I don't even know what you'd call it. Like synth. So yeah, it's got some synth. Yeah, 
It's got a lot of yeah. scent in it. Very good, though. Well, who, who's... It's oh, you said the soundtrack. It's, yeah, you got to find it. you got to search for it. But it is free on YouTube, Hard Ticket to Hawaii. Um, let's see if we can... Um, let's get some more information about it. I guess while you look that up, um, what was your guys' uh, favorite part about the movie? If you, could, if you could put it down to one, if you could limit down to one thing about the movie, what was your favorite? It's got to be the, the thrower. The, yeah, that scene, that whole scene. That, that whole scene with the... With the I, because this is how I stumbled upon it. I can't, you know, how they put those cheesy videos on Facebook, you know, for movies. And that was the video I saw was like this, you know, this is for the Molokai company throws this razor blade frisbee. And I was like, what movie is this? And I found it and I'm like, this is spectacular. This is so good. So, um, that, yeah, that sums up the whole movie. And did you not find a thrower t-shirt online? Mike? Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a, there's a T-shirt that says "Do you throw?" and it has shades on it with the frisbee. I think. It simply just says "Do you throw?" Like if I would see if I would see that in public, I'd be like, "Fuck yeah, I throw!" Like, like I mean, like the rarity of like people walking around with that shirt on, and then other people noticing like what movie that's from. It's like, it's like a million to one, but. Great shirt. Um, I had to agree that my favorite part also would have to be the uh, <laughs> the, the the beach scene. Oh, gosh, do you throw? Uh, yeah, I'm definitely getting a throw. I mean, okay, so I looked up this Kevin Klinger guy, this soundtrack. This guy works like he is. He's done stuff for Curb Your Enthusiasm. Um, he did, of course, he did all those Andy Sedaris movies. He's just. He's done, oh my God, Checkered Flag, which was a horrible TV show about race cars. He's done a lot of B-movie soundtracks, like tons of B-movie soundtracks. But um, Curb Your Enthusiasm is B. Huh? And you say Curb Your Enthusiasm is a B-movie? No, 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 no. He's just done a lot of B-movies in the, in the 80s and 90s. But he uh, did music for Curb Your Enthusiasm as well. That's what I'm saying. Um. I'm not calling that a B, but so I mean, the guy's got some work done, you know. And um, Gary Stockdale, which wrote, he wrote, um, holy crap, this guy's got some good stuff. He he wrote "Hard Ticket" the song, and he sung it. Gary Stockdale wrote uh, "Hard Ticket" along with Bob Moore and sang it. And he's done work on this is amazing. He did work on. He was at the Kennedy Center Honors. He did some for Penn. He's done Squirp, uh, SpongeBob, Mama Mia, um, Mama Mia. He's done what? He's done a lot of stuff on the Kennedy Center Honors. He's done, of course, that. He's done some Star Trek stuff, Silicon Valley, um, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, Cop Rock. Um. <laughs> <clears throat> Like I said, he's done some. Uh, he's done some other stuff too. Like I said, he's done. Uh, he did some Star Trek stuff too. Um, Star Trek Beyond, and the SpongeBob wow. Scorpion movie. So they've, you know, so I mean, that's pretty good stuff. So I guess he's probably maybe one of those struggling guys, you know, back then, and that's how he got his start. You know, in, in doing music for movies, scoring movies. And the one thing I did notice, so okay, I was wondering about this. So remember in the credits, they said thanks to Glenn, Glenn Larson, right? Glenn Larson was like 80s TV god as far as putting out TV shows. He did like the A-Team, Magnum P.I., stuff like that. Those were his. So I'm wondering if he kind of helped with, you know, Especially being in Hawaii, I'm sure they could get some Magnum PI stuff because the show was still on, I believe, in that time frame. Maybe it just got over. But he he did like he think he did Night Rider too. Um, but in the yacht, the movie, and all these B movies, there's always somebody 
that's like big and they'll probably want to put some money into it. I'd like to know what he did that he, he, uh, oh, like this guy did everything, dude. I mean, he did mag, uh, well, he's actually, he's doing Magnum PI now. Y50 Knight Rider. He created, he was, he created Battlestar Galactica. He created Battlestar Galactica? Yes. Oh my! I need to rewatch that show. <laughs> yeah, he did. Oh god, he did. If you want to yeah, talk he about did, he did work, oh. he did Battlestar Galactica. He did Manimal. He did Quincy, Simon and Simon, uh, BJ and the Bear. All these Buck Rogers in the twenty fifth century. All these were big shows in the eighties. Um, Auto Man, Cover Up, um, Knight Rider, Fall Guy, The High Magnum PI. I mean. He did a lot of stuff, so he had a tie-in with this movie one way or the other, and I really don't know how. But yeah, he he was the creator of Battlestar Galactica. So, there you go. That's Glenn Larson. So, let's see if we can find some more um, tidbits about... He owned the yacht that the bad guy was. That was Glenn Larson's boat. That's why I say he had to have a tie-in somewhere. Um... Good belt. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. I just came across this line. How did we miss this line, guys? Seth Romero says, if brains were bird shit, you'd have a clean cage. When did he say that? I don't know. Well, that's what I said. Was that when he was chewing out his henchmen for not getting the diamonds? Probably. And why would you oh, pay yeah. diamonds like that? Why wouldn't you pay just cash? Sorry, I know we kind of because di- diamonds are forever. They did say, okay. it, the movie almost got an X rating because the 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 guy that blew up with the rocket launcher, uh, the exploded doll thought the MPA thought the exploded doll looked too real. Now we saw that scene. Is that what a guy looks like when he's blown up by a rocket launcher? Because it looked like a doll. It was the mannequin that was in the helicopter. <laughs> yeah, that's what we figured it was. <laughs> but I guess Donna Spear, who played Donna Hamilton, that she was intoxicated for much of the shoot and subsequently embarrassed by her performance. Despite this, she was well-liked by Andy Sedaris. Well, I wonder why. And his wife. So Andy Sedaris's wife is a producer, Arlene Sedaris. So she's the, she's the money behind it. Uh... They offered her the role in Picasso Trigger, which we have to watch yet. Um, and she got sober because of it. So there you go. So that was that's a good... There you go. Without Hard Ticket to Hawaii, Donna Spear may have never gotten sober. So... I the mean, movie did one thing good. It was someone to kick the habit. Someone to kick the dude. But this movie, like I said, it came out 30, 34 years ago today. 34 years ago, last week, I believe it came out on like Tuesday or Wednesday, like March 3rd or 4th, I believe is what it was. Have we have we posted that? Um, have we posted the trailer? Didn't we post the trailer on the on our Twitter? No, I'm going to post okay, it. Okay, yeah. Like, I was about to I'll say po- we should. I'll post it tonight. And then we before should post we, uh, that Frisbee throw being seen on the Twitter. Yes. <laughs> spectacular movie. and I cannot wait to watch I mean I think for our next review of Andy Sedaris if we're going to do Andy Sedaris movies we need to watch Malibu Express and then go straight into um, Picasso Trigger count Malibu Express as a, as a prequel then go into Picasso yes oh and it's got a, it's got another Abilene too boy there's a bunch of Abilene this one has Cody Abilene. Yeah. So you have Cody Abilene, Rowdy Abilene, Travis Abilene. Who is there another one in Savage Beach? I almost don't want to find out. Here you are, <laughs> like spoiling the next movies for us. I'm just reading IMDb. They do have a lot of the same cast in everyone, though. But I cannot. So I cannot wait. <laughs> 
But yeah, Rowdy, Ron Moss, which Ron Moss was in soap operas, I guess. Ronald Montague Moss is his name. Yeah, he was in The Bold and the Beautiful. In 1987. He has been married to Devin DeVasquez since September 25th, 2009. Oh, wow. That's pretty lucky, dude. She was one of the... Uh, Devin DeVasquez was in uh, Can't Buy Me Love. Starring uh, Mc, McDreamy there. McMuffin, whatever his name was. Uh, Patrick Dempsey. Um... Let's see what else we got. Yeah, Mr. So Mr. Chang, who sadly passed away in 1994. Yeah, he, you're right. His name is Mr. Chang. He was born in 1933 in Cheshire, England. So there you go. I don't know why he's named Mr. Chang, since he's British. It's just an alias. Maybe his dad was, you know, Asian. I don't know. Maybe he was adopted. Oh wait, didn't I say he he was his his dad was British or his mom was British, and then the other one was Chinese. Oh, and, it, and then if we want, we can. Oh, dude, Shade shows up in all the other uh, sequels to this movie. He's in Malibu Express as well. I mean prequels, you said sequels. I think. I was confused. Yeah. Oh, no, wait. He's only in. Is this his only movie? Oh, no, sorry. I, I, I read that wrong. His only movie was Hard Ticket to Hawaii. Damn. He only made... John Dunn only made one movie, which was Hard Ticket to Hawaii. Sadly. That guy could have been used as a henchman in every movie. Like He could still be a henchman, in my opinion. Was that Muscles McGee? No. No, Shades. Was Shades. Oh, Shades. Shades. Muscles McGee. Well, I don't remember which one he was. I don't remember his name. All I remember is he was he was Muscles McGee to me. I I don't know which one he was. Mm. Oh well. Oh, that's good. Huh? Yeah. Do we have any any news for this week, or is there any news? I don't. um, No, I have yet to watch Tom and Jerry, but that's coming up soon. Uh, At the end of at the end of March, we'll have a lot more talk about because Kong and yeah, Zack Snyder's. Justice well, League. There is that new movie out with uh, Tom Holland that don't look too bad. Chaos. Is that on HBO or? No, it's at the movies. Let me see. Oh, stuff opening up in the movie theater. What is this? Twenty nineteen. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> right. I got you, Joe. Ah, that's funny. Chaos Walking is the name of the movie. Um, um, oh yeah, WandaVision finished. Raya and the Last Dragon is out. Chaos Walking, Boogie, pay, like, Nomadland. Huh? You gotta pay twenty bucks for that new Disney movie, something in the Last Dragon. No, no, no. It's at the movie theater. Oh. You could probably watch it on Disney Plus for that much, but yeah, that's why. That's where I saw it. All right. Uh, yeah, WandaVision wrapped up. So, do we want to talk about it a little? We can talk about it. All right, I thought it completely sucked. Why? I just was not entertained. Like, I don't know. What did you want them to do? I don't know. It just, it didn't go, just, I don't know how to explain it. I just didn't enjoy it. What did you want them? What? What made you bored about it? I don't know. I was just bored, not entertained. It didn't. It didn't like grab your attention in any way. 
Yeah. So you you waited till the last episode to not like the show, or? Oh, I think the entire time I've been saying that I'm not. I think you need better. It it was it was more out of habit to watch it. I think you wanted to see, but you wanted to see what was going to happen next. Yeah. They gave there was enough interest there that you wanted to see what happened next. Yeah. But, I still don't know what the Scarlet Witch is supposed to be, other than like this all-powerful witch. She's a witch, and she just found out she's the Scarlet Witch from Catherine Hahn, who is my new secret hottie crush for some reason. Use a spell book. What? Witches normally use spell books, but she doesn't use a spell book, so would you still call her no, a witch? Or she would, is a witch. They said or that she would was it be created, like, right? Uh, oh. She was created by the well. Yeah, so let's throw her in the river, and if she floats, she's a witch. That's right. And then she weighs <laughs> the same as a duck. <laughs> Who are you that knows so much in? <laughs> what floats? Apples, bread, uh, very small rocks, churches, churches. <laughs> Wood. Wood, wood, wood. A duck. <laughs> Precisely. A witch. She turned me into a newt. I got, I got <laughs> uh, See how the, that's that's how the attention grabber it had nothing to do with WandaVision. We immediately went into Holy Grail. <laughs> <laughs> But I did find a new love for Catherine Hahn, who was the bad guy in the show. And, and it has to do with that Mrs. Fletcher show on HBO Max. Um, she is now my favorite actress in the whole wide world. Catherine Hahn. There you go. Because she dumps them out. Man, I just, I don't know. She's like sexy to me. And, I'm going to have to look it up. I didn't need to hear that much. She oh, was that in, girl where she does the she wink, in, that meme with the wink? Wasn't yeah. she in... Ish. The, the evil witch. That's who he's got the yeah. hots for now. Yeah, I've got the... Yeah. Nice. Hold on. I think... I think... Let me go back. I'm going back. Oh, yeah. yeah she, was the, she, was the, she was the wife in uh, We're the Millers. Yes. And she, wasn't she in? Uh, she was great in Step Brothers. I she's loved in Step, Step Brothers, Brothers, right? Yes. She's she's yeah. what's his name? Yeah, she's Alice. She's his. That's, yes, that's her. I freaking love her. Yeah. You gotta. See, you guys gotta watch. I'm telling you, watch Mrs. Fletcher, and you'll have a whole new outlook on her. She's in Bad Moms too. Yeah, Mrs. Fletcher. It came out in 2019. It's on HBO Max. There's only seven episodes and are like 30 minutes long. I watched the whole thing in one one sitting. Um, but yeah, I felt the same way about WandaVision. I could have like, eh, it wasn't Am anything. I watch the next season? Yeah. But it doesn't, it's not like Mandalorian great. Like, uh, no. or, or Stranger Things great. You know what I mean? Where you're like, oh my God, I can't wait. I can't believe we've got to wait a whole other year for, I mean, even Cobra Kai's that way. Yeah, it, this is, it's going to be like, okay, oh, it's going to be like in a year from now, WandaVision's back out. Oh, okay, cool. It's going to be like watch. us that's waiting exactly, like months. Yeah, it, but it's, that's the feeling it's going to be. Oh, I got something else to watch. WandaVision's back on. Not, I can't wait. Like, I've been dying for Stranger Things to come back out. You know what comes out in two about another, What? Hawk, or Hawkeye and, uh, yeah, Hawkeye and uh, the Winter Soldier comes out in two weeks. On, on, on Disney Plus. Oh, really? Yeah, in like two weeks. Oh, see, I, I didn't even know. Oh, I mean, see. So that I guess that's our feeling of Wandavision. Eh, it's watchable. It, it is. It's like that. Eh, it's watchable. You know, it's just one of them. I don't hate. <laughs> okay. I don't hate it. I don't hate it, but it's like it could have been better. I didn't feel like I wasted my time. It entertained me. It kept me intrigued enough to want to watch the whole thing. The first, but, I would watch the first episode. 
it's not the ones you're you're just not going to go walk around and go oh my god you see wandavision is so you know it's just it's not, not one the of those walking shows. dead or game of thrones at their peak right exactly so there we go about that and then i want to throw a quick review out i watched honest thief with liam neeson as liam neeson in a liam neeson film about liam neeson uh honest Steve, I checked it out just because I was just intrigued, you know. And Liam Neeson don't really put out bad movies, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So Clint Eastwood, I huh? He's the new Clint Eastwood. He's basically yeah, but he doesn't make his own film. I don't know if he makes his own film or not. But um, I watched it and I was very entertained. I really liked it a lot. It is a Liam Neeson movie. It really is. Um, he plays an old, uh, like a retired bank robber, and he's still got all the money. So he wants to be honest because he's fallen in love. He wants to be, lead an honest life. So he contacts the FBI, tells them who he is. He's got the money. He wants to give it back, but he wants immunity. And these two FBI agents you know, come and talk to him. Basically, they're going to frame him and kill him and take the money is what they're going to do. So you know, he, he's like, I'm going to find you. And I'm going to kill you. You know, it's the same thing. Um, but it's it's got uh, Liam Neeson, Kate Walsh plays his girlfriend, uh, Jai Courtney. I've seen him in a lot of movies. Jai uh, Courtney, okay. Jai Courtney is one of those actors Hollywood tried to make a thing. Like they tried their hardest to make him a a big actor, and they just couldn't do it. He's but he is a good actor, but he's like that bit actor kind of guy, you know? Yeah. But he's really good. Oh, he played Kyle Reese in Terminator in 2015. He was in Divergent. He was in. Oh, he played Boomerang in Suicide Squad. Yeah. He's just one of those guys that you see, like you said, he shows up in a lot of movies, but you don't know who he is. That's who Jay Courtney is. It's got Robert Patrick in it also, which was the the Terminator in Terminator 2. And he was Johnny Cash's dad in uh, Walk the Line. He's been in a lot of movies himself, Robert Patrick. But it is, uh, it's a, it's a good, it's a good film. I enjoyed it. If, if you just want a basic, don't have to think, action film on a rainy Saturday afternoon, watch it. I highly recommend it. Um, so that's all I got to say about that. But um, it's a good movie. It grossed fourteen million. Worldwide made 31. It doesn't say how much it cost. That's not that bad for today's world, I think. Not worldwide, not 31, not in the middle of a pandemic, because it was released in October. Uh, The Marksman is this new one. I have yet to see that one. I haven't found a good copy to watch that one yet. But when it comes, when it's watchable, I will be, uh, I'll be reviewing that one next. But uh, you want a good Liam Neeson film? Because once Liam Neeson's gone, who do we have in the pipeline to be making movies like this? Jai Courtney? No. <laughs> I mean, these guys are getting old, you know? We don't have any new blood making movies like this. What are we going to do when we lose Tom Cruise? Uh, I don't or know. Tom Cruise is a vampire, and the freaking... Just, uh, uh, what, what's that religion he's part of? This Scientology is going to keep him alive. Like John Travolta? <laughs> yeah. Dude, did I watch Pulp Fiction this morning? That movie is so good. Thank you. I watched uh, From Paris with Love, and that movie was good with him. Oh, that is really good, yes. I, I, I agree with that. Yeah, Travolta went on a roll there. He made some really good films. Um, and then, of course, he did that Die Hard with Kevin Hart on that, that app that didn't go off, you know? And he was hysterical in that, that, uh, that, that TV show. He's really got a good sense of humor. I love to see him in more comedies. Because he was in, what was it, um, Get Shorty? Have you seen Get Shorty? Yeah. that's a, He's great in that film as well. So shout out to Mr. John Travolta, uh, who lives in my old hometown of Ocala, Florida. So um, got anything else to talk about, fellas? No, nah, I think we're good. All right. It might be. Yes. 
Shower shot? Shower shot. <laughs> shower shot? That's not creepy sounding. What's your shower shot, Mike? Shower shot is a lot better than a shower beer. <laughs> Man, that'll that'll get you, that'll get you there's, going. There's not much better than a shower beer, though. <laughs> yeah. Okay, here we go. Um, so next time you're getting ready in the morning, maybe taking a shower, think about this. Humans require years of training to not shit themselves. Okay. And then, like. I mean, you just think about it. Like in the end, then we just end up shitting ourselves because we, I mean, can't control it. You're no right. No matter how hard we try, when we get old, it's like that so window. It's, it's all for not. It. It's all for not. Just go ahead and just forget <laughs> about it and just shit yourself because you'll end up doing it anyway. <laughs> well, he's got a point there. All right. So, I, am I throwing us out now? Are we? Are we? Am I? Am I following that up? Yeah, I guess you have to follow that one up. Okay. So, <laughs> don't forget, Tim. Don't forget, Podsters, that you can find us on YouTube, where you can give us thumbs down if you want, like thumbs down guy. Um, YouTube with Spotify, iTunes, and TuneIn Radio. We are all on those platforms for your streaming, podcasting needs. We are there. And if you need to find out what movies you should be watching instead of these high-budget pieces of crap that comes out every year, we give you the good stuff like Hard Ticket to Hawaii. And you never have to wonder, who's your nerds? Uh, 